Red Business with IBEC, building a sustainable competitive future in Cork business. Hi there, and thanks for joining us on this podcast, The Cold Case Finest, going from strength to strength, why Cork businesses should take security seriously. First of all, we're going to continue our series, bringing a flavour of the festive activities you can enjoy around Cork this Christmas. This week, we are talking about the city's newest Christmas market, which combines two things that you wouldn't normally see together, Christmas and cricket. It is at the Cork Cricket Gowns. It's the Mardi Christmas market, and it's running every day between now and December the 23rd and the two men behind it are with me Frank Brennan and Jay Woodward how are you lads welcome to Red Business thank you for having us thanks Jonathan no just to correct you we are missing our partner David Sweeney from Sweeney Solicitors he's a, he's one of the three fools okay very good well yeah, yeah. now that he's been mentioned he's officially on the record and uh, he, he gives his blessing to whatever you're going to say first of all Jay um, tell us a little bit about the market and how you came up with the concept so the market kind of, believe it or not, was only about seven weeks ago, came into life and was built five weeks ago. So it was a very fast turnaround. So we have two food trucks down at the cricket club, the Grilly McGrill Grill and the Hop Truck. And the idea was, what are we going to do for Christmas with the trucks? Um, and then we saw glow wasn't happening. We thought, right, what are we actually going to do? And then a friend of ours, Pat Fitz, said, I have a kind of funky photo boots van. I'll bring it down. We'll have Santa and two food trucks and do a mince pie stall or something. And we thought, yeah, cool idea. And then it was kind of announced and it just grew legs. And like Frank would go into the measurements of the flooring and like how literally how this has grown just astronomically. It just got, it went so big so fast, but we're loving it. And it, it turns out the city are loving it too. Like we're getting a great response. So Frank, Brennan, to you, tell us a little bit about how big the Mardi Christmas market actually is. It's kind of a sizable footprint, isn't it? It is, to be fair. And you know what, look, when we were planning this, uh, like Jay was saying, only a couple of weeks ago, seven weeks ago, or eight weeks ago, whatever it was, um, we were looking at a kind of the back of a napkin kind of a thing, uh, where we're going to position things and whatever. And we did our maths and we realised that 100 square metres of flooring wasn't going to cover it until the week that we decided to put everything in place. So when the marquee came, the cabins came, um, we found that the the Mardike market itself is actually six times bigger than we actually anticipated. So it's a it's a great result. Um, kind of mad to think about. Uh, it was it was a design on the back of a napkin, but now we're looking at it and seeing how big it is. Mm. It's 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 the biggest open air market in Cork. Um, it's really safe. We've put in all the precautions for COVID. Um, so it's really really great. Now, of course, you've put all the precautions for COVID in place. You didn't have the precautions all in place for Storm Barry. You did the best you could, but no one was anticipating a red warning. Did everything survive? Well, it's funny because we had, we called all the family and friends. I had my dad down, my brother down, Dave and Jay were down the other night. And we'd masked the groundsman from the cricket club himself down. And we were staking down the fences and cable tying and everything. To be honest, we're after getting away lightly. Um, there's a bit of damage to some of the, the, the garlands. Uh, we'd be open for the weekend and we're really looking forward to seeing everyone this weekend. Yeah, the, the thing about it, Jay, is at Christmas people expect certain things from their stalls and, and, and from what they would normally see at a Christmas market. Have you been able to provide them with that in Cork? Yeah, like we're we're very happy with the vendors we got in. We got some great food trucks in. We built a stall called Festi Bevs, which sells non-alcoholic malt wine, mince pies, hot chocolates, all this kind of stuff. Um, we've teamed up with Heineken that are doing a zero bar, so you get zero um, zero Heineken available as well by the glass and by the can. Um, the stalls then have all local craft makers, so we're kind of supporting local there. There's 
um, uh, Ceramifique and there's just tons and tons of um, tons of products available and stuff. So it's definitely worth coming down, looking for Christmas presents. Yeah, and of course, you know, the, the other thing is, you've got the big man himself, Santa Claus, is is there as well. Uh, Storm Barrow didn't have any impact on him, thankfully, nor will any storm between now and Christmas Day. Was it difficult to secure Santa? It was. It was. We have. Um, it was. It was difficult time down. But don't forget now as well, we have Santa for pets, Jonathan, which is incredibly popular. You can bring your dog to Santa and get a photograph and a toy. Okay. <laughs> I've got, well, I mean, it's hard to tie Santa down, but you tied everything else down for Storm Barrow, so you have got the experience, lads. It's, it's already exactly. there. Frank, the thing about this, which I love, is that you guys all have day jobs, because uh, I know you from Republic of Work. I know Jay from the food trucks and all the other initiatives he's been underway, and you say Dave is a solicitor. So uh, th- this is almost an accidental success then, considering that you all have full-time gigs. Uh, but we're very professional, Jonathan. I mean, come on. Um, we're all serious operators. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, we're, we're, I suppose, look, we're three amigos, we're three really, really good friends, and to be fair, since we started the trucks uh, back in February of, uh, of, of this year, um, we've been very, very lucky. Um, number one, we're still friends, but number two, <laughs> um, we've had an enormous amount of people support us and follow us and, and love what we do, so we're, we're just blessed, really. Yeah, and Jay, uh, for people who are looking to come in, it is a ticketed affair if you want to go and see Santa. Can others just walk in if they're going to the market? So t- Santa's actually fully booked out, John, at the moment. We're oh, releasing okay. tickets um, very soon to so keep an eye to our social medias. Again, we have a few more slots extra. But if you're coming to the market, it's a completely no ticket needed. It's a walk in completely open to the public. Just, just be safe. Yeah, and there, there is a, a gap there this year because Glow isn't happening in the way that people would be used to. There is a big wheel. Yeah, you can walk through the park, but there isn't that market experience, uh, again, for many different reasons. Uh, you, you've done it. Uh, you know that there's a demand for it. And, and people, the most important thing is that people feel safe when they're there and the numbers are, are capped. So you don't have a free-for-all. There's not going to be a huge crush of people. Yeah, big time. Like safety is number one here for us, obviously, with everyone worried and everything happening. So we said safety first, and that's why we kind of went completely open air. Um, yeah, so we said that's the best way to do it, you know? Okay, so the Cricket Club is where it's happening. Um, is there a website or a Facebook page that people can have a look at, Frank, and, and find out what exactly is on display? Yeah, so we have a Facebook and Instagram, so you can check it out at, at Mardike Market. Um, on, on both social platforms um, make sure to drop us a message um, click follow so make sure you're following all our, our posts when we go live um, but yeah look we're really looking forward to the next two weeks we've only two weeks left of, uh, of our market um, and again look we do want to thank everybody who's come down so far we've seen an awful lot of recurring business as well which is fantastic um, and yeah again like Jay said look the safety of uh, the staff and the people visiting um, this Christmas is, 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 is our paramount okay. so um, keep, we'll, keep, we'll continue to keep it safe all right. We're open seven days a week as well. Don't yes, no, don't forget the seven days a week. It's not just a weekend. It's like like the pets visiting. They're not just for Christmas. They're there seven days a week. Uh, look, it's <laughs> it's really good. I mean, I, I loved walking around it and uh, hopefully no more storms uh, to, to cause any potential damage. But Frank Brennan and Jason Woodward uh, of the Mardike Christmas Market with uh, a doff of the cap to Dave Sweeney as well. Lads, thanks very much indeed. And if I'm not talking to you, have a lovely Christmas. You too. Merry Christmas, buddy. Many happy returns, John, and thanks a million. 
Red Business with IBEC, building a sustainable, competitive future for Cork business. Now, an S guest has been on the podcast before, but is back now as the only Cork winner in the recent Virgin Media backing business campaign. Stephen Zhang owns Fervor and Hugh Home Interiors at Corn Market Street Shopping Centre, the heart of the Cold K. Stephen, how are you? I'm not too bad, Jonathan. How are you? I'm very well. Uh, we were talking previously about the store and how great it is when you were getting people in and out at an earlier point in the pandemic. But you really embraced online, didn't you? We did, yeah. We tried to do a lot of, uh, the at the beginning of the year, we tried to do a lot of the digital campaigns, etc. And uh, thankfully, we actually uh, got a, a lot of recognition from it. So, yeah, no, things are going well for us online. So tell us what's selling at the moment, because for people who aren't familiar, actually, tell us a little bit about Fervor and Hue. Yeah, uh, Fervor and Hue is uh, a, it's a home interior brand where we we set up in Cork about uh, as I just under six years now, and uh, we're we're focused on home interior products uh, and based on color, right? So we're 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 a very colorful store and our products very are very colorful. So for people who don't know us and just check us fervorandhue.com, they get instantly what we're all about. Yeah, and, and there has been a real interest in, in sprucing up the houses, isn't there? Because we've spent an awful lot of time in our houses recently, and as a result, we realised some of them were a bit drab. That must have been great for you. Yeah, no, I, I look, I can't complain. I mean, like at the beginning of the pandemic, when the store uh, closed, we were kind of all panicking. But uh, it actually worked out okay for us, thankfully, with the online part of it. Uh, a lot of people working from home and they kind of, uh, they spend more time at home. And so naturally, they want to kind of decorate their home more and invest a bit more into their home. So uh, naturally, we got a little bit of benefit from that. Uh, when you have a physical shop, there's only so much you can display. Uh, if you're online, there's the possibility of endless aisle. You can just keep adding more and more things. Have you more online than you would sell in the store? We we, we do. Uh, it's, as you said, uh, like in the physical store, there's probably only so much you can display. And, uh, and, and I suppose because the season changes, we have to kind of you know, put some stuff away. But for online, you kind of have everything up there, everything on display, and people kind of search based on color, which is great, you know. And tell us what is selling well at the moment. I'm presuming red is good for Christmas. Red is good for Christmas, and the Christmas decorations is always good, and the gifting items, uh, and our 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 um, a cushion and our throw range, the Tweedy Heronbone range, which is uh, we just launched this winter, and uh, they've been really going really well as well. And uh, generally, our furniture range and uh, the artwork, um, expenditures animal artwork going really well around Christmas time. People, I suppose, like give them as a gift. Mm. And as a trend, has, has anything surprised you in the last uh, nearly two years of this pandemic, Stephen? Is is there something that you had for sale that you, you didn't realise there was going to be such demand for in Cork? Uh, a furniture. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I suppose it, it's kind of naturally. Um, I didn't, I didn't, um, like... Our furniture sell very well anyway, right? And but but, but that was because people was um, working from home more, and uh, they kind of use our a lot of the furniture uh, for their office, and uh, you know they kind of uh, you know want to replace their old furniture. Um, yeah, the furniture just being absolutely taken off.
Okay, great to hear it as well. And just before we finish up, in the run-up to Christmas, retail has been very busy. We know that. What's it like in the city centre? Are you seeing a lot of positive footfall? Yeah, we have actually. Uh, we we've seen that uh, from the from the last week of November and uh, the first week of December. So really picking up now. And uh, yeah, fingers crossed it would it would continue for the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, definitely a lot of our, our customer kind of like uh, seeing us online for the first time. I didn't realize we're actually based in Cork City, and actually came into us for, for the very first time. Uh, which is great, you know. Okay. And, and of course, the online is going gangbusters, as we discussed. Uh, tell us the website. How do people find you? Uh, it's a fervorandhue.com. So it's F-E-R-V-O-R uh, and Hue, H-U-E.com. Okay, that'll find you there. Stephen, look, I, I look forward to getting back into the shop to have a good browse around for all those lovely cushions and furniture and throws and come out probably considerably lighter in my wallet, but that's a good thing for you. Stephen Zhang of Fervor and Hue, thanks for joining us. Absolute pleasure, Jonathan. Thank you so much for having me on again. Red Business with IBEC, building a sustainable, competitive future for Cork business. A new survey shows almost half of Munster businesses have been the victims of crime since January last year. The most common being burglary, vandalism and fraud. And the average cost of those crimes, 47 grand per business. Some were as high as half a million euro. The research was carried out on behalf of Netwatch and the company's head of business in Ireland and the UK. Colin Hayes is with us now to talk about those figures. Colin, you're welcome to Red Business. How are you? Good, Jonathan. Yeah, nice to speak with you. Uh, We we tend not to think about crime until it visits us and uh, tells us directly what it's doing. Um, It's a little bit mix of complacency, little bit of hope that it doesn't happen to you and a little bit of bad luck when it does, isn't it? All of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm involved in Netwatch now nearly 20 years and you know sometimes you're called out onto site uh, after someone has been the victim of of an incident and you know it's never a nice place to be, uh, Jonathan, that's for sure. Mm. Most businesses are worried about the obvious. That's the burglary and the robbery, the, the fellow with the balaclava coming through the door. Um, are they right to be as concerned as they are about that? Yeah, that would be our experience, you know, not just now, but in in years past as well. And the survey showed that, uh, yeah, for uh, burglary and robbery is the uh, concern for 61% uh, of organisations. So so it's a big number. Um, I say we'd see that. You know, on a on an ongoing basis, uh, when we're approached by businesses that have been uh, maybe burgled or or, or their neighbours have been, and and they want to avoid that pain themselves. Mm. The security though has increased an awful lot. There's never been as many cameras as there are now. Are the cameras still very effective in putting the burglar off? Sure. Yeah. So, like, well, as you've said, many premises have some form of of, uh, of security solution. Um, the the actually the, one of the questions we asked in the survey was that to find out the most popular current type of of uh, security solution, and uh, two thirds of businesses have intruder alarms. So, and that was followed then by uh, a perimeter fence and as a method of security, then followed by CCTV. Uh, and interestingly, there isn't that many businesses have uh, man guarding anymore. You know, back I say twenty years ago, it was it was it was a very popular. Uh, method of of uh, securing a business, but not so much anymore. Fourteen percent of the 
the 260 businesses surveyed uh, uh, use uh, Mangardi. I'm surprised though that two thirds uh, have an alarm. That means one third don't have an alarm. Yeah. Which is leaving them very vulnerable, isn't it? Yeah, and that again, like out and about, uh, and I know it's a certain type of client that you know our business would be speaking to. But you know, I would have said uh, anecdotally that you know ninety percent of the businesses we're talking to have at least a, a, a an intruder alarm, Jonathan. So that that was a surprising figure. Earlier this week, we had a terrible flashback to when we were all at home at the start of lockdown, when we were all stuck in our homes because of, of Storm Barra. Um, but one of the things that came out of lockdown was that security had become a bigger concern for companies when there were fewer people on site who were there to effectively manguard, as you described it. If there's somebody on the site is less likely to be burgled. Was COVID the burglar's friend? Yes, indeed. And, you know, and I, I, businesses, 39% of businesses um, uh, stated that the level of importance placed on security had increased since the pandemic. You know, and again, for, for fairly uh, fairly uh, obvious reasons, um, you know, and again, we saw that firsthand ourselves. Business owners concerned that premises are, you know, unoccupied, or indeed, you know, uh, they may have one or two uh, staff members there, you know, and were concerned for their security, um, you know, while they're on site, but also locking up in the evenings as well. So obviously, when premises, you know, are are unoccupied, that's when. Uh, um, you know, the, the tr- trouble can mm. can 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 happen. Yeah, people are always worried about cost. Uh, they they don't want to be burgled, but at the same time, they don't want to spend a fortune on a high tech system that they don't necessarily need. What is the most important thing they need to do now if they want to protect themselves as best they can against the burglar? Sure. So, and again, so we're always saying prevention better than cure, whether, you know, and, and as you say, it doesn't have to be, you know, a, a high tech system either. There, there are some common sense approaches, which, you know, we would advise, um, you know, that, that don't really cost anything. Um, like we would say, make sure that somebody in your organization is responsible for security. So somebody owns it, you know, and not have everyone else thinking that someone else is looking after it. Um, whatever solution you do have, uh, review and test it on an ongoing basis. So you know, if, for example, you have an intruder alarm or you have a CCTV system, test them, make sure they're working. CCTV, make sure uh, that the cameras are, are, are recording properly. You know, and if you do have a remote monitored system, be it with NetWatch or somebody else, you know, call on unannounced onto your premises and see how quick uh, the company you're, you're paying are, are responding. Mm. You know, that's, we're, we're, we're good with that. And, and have a proper protocol in place. So that should there be an incident on site, the right people are going to be got to uh, in the quickest yeah. uh, uh, um, uh, time. And not have a long so. list of people who, who phones are ringing out as opposed to the person who could answer the phone potentially. Last thing I want to talk about is vandalism. It's a particular bugbear of mine. It's horrible and it, it shouldn't happen, but it does. And the people vandalise things. Fires are started, spray paint, graffiti, windows broken. Is it just a factor of life in in a modern country that you have to live with this kind of thing? And, and how worried are businesses about it? Yeah, yeah, indeed. You know, and it's something we've we've seen, you know, over the past number of years and myself personally out and about for, you know, the past 20 years in this industry. Uh, it is it's it's part of 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 day to day life. Um, you know, and that's why we say, you know, trying to prevent this is is obviously better than trying to cure the consequences of it. 
um, and, okay. and and investment in 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 security uh, at some level uh, is 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 definitely recommended. All right, Colin Hayes of Netwatch. Thanks very much for joining us on Red Business, Colin. Thank you, Jonathan. Take care. Get the Red Business podcast every week with Jonathan Healy at redfm.ie and wherever you get your podcasts. Red Business with IBEC, building a sustainable, competitive future for Cork business.